2: Good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is Man on Football Show or Football in the World as a lot of you people know it. I'm Gav, and with me I have got Keith, I have got Phil, and I had got Shiny, but I don't know what he's done. Um, he would be back in a Making second. Making a grand entrance. Um, yeah, he's just waiting for the drum roll or something like that, I'm not too sure, but he's still there, he's just, we can't see him, he's turned off his camera or something. Um,
3: I've, out, I've out my window the, the blind tonight, because people thought I was in the hospital the last night, but um, I'm not <laughs> I'm quite clear. Well, it wasn't
0: to do with
2: the window, it was to do with the fact you look like you're in a robe, and you look, the, the medal hanging off your Mike looked like an intravenous trip. Um, hospitals
0: have windows
2: as well, so I don't yeah, know like, what, Yeah, like, well, what hospital, like, have you ever been in where you go, do you know what, you show a window, no one will think uh, I'm in a hospital, like, all of them have windows.
3: should see what the hospitals are like in Turkey. that's all I'm saying. Right, okay.
2: Um. But look, tonight is all about Luis Suarez, um, we were having a chat last week about best moments in the Premier League and stuff like that, and his name came up and we said, will we do something on him? And everybody went, yes. And I knew Keith would want in because Luis Suarez is South American. And despite Keith living on the keys in Dublin, I think he's actually South American. So um, yeah. w- we've had a chat as to what way to do this. Will we go from the start and walk our way through? But Shani p- quite rightly pointed out, this is just going to go off on tangents everywhere. So um, Keith, I'll start with you. Luis Suarez, it's, it's probably fitting we give him a show to himself, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, Luis Suarez is, I'd, I'd say he's the craziest footballer of our generation. That's high profile. So you might get head cases that play, do you know what I mean? And, and have their stories. But Suarez, for all the controversy that he's courted is, in my opinion, one of the best forward players of all time. One of the best strikers. His goal record stands among the very best. The fact that he's, he got in there and, and broke records in the Messi and Ronaldo where it says it all, but he's just a phenomenal player. He's, he's an absolute marmoy character. And look, we're, we're Liverpool fans. We'll always start to have a soft spot for Suarez, but Suarez and Liverpool is a very brief um, part of a story, and just everything about him is is mad. He's one of my favourite players uh, of all time. Just the way he plays, it's it's the type of footballer that excites me. He's all action. He's unpredictable. Um, he's and he's clinical. Do you know what I mean? Like he, we can talk, we're going to talk about his career. We're going to talk about the type of player that he is. But you know he he wasn't just good at one thing. He was good at so many things and he gets pigeonholed. I think I don't think he gets enough respect and that's because of his, the controversies. Genuinely, I think he's one of the best forwards of all time, certainly of this generation. And I can't wait to talk more about him.
2: Shani, um, he was, he's just outrageous as a footballer, you know, and people always pin 13, 14 down, but from majority of his Liverpool career, like he was just fucking mental. And then he goes off, and he shows—probably, actually, just does show how fucking good he is when he goes to Barcelona. He not that he goes up a level, but the consistency from him in that team is unbelievable. He goes off with let and wins a the title there. You know, it's just just an unbelievable footballer.
4: Yeah, like kind of put the controversies to the side, which we shouldn't, by the way. Um, yeah. I'm sure which we uh, will be touched on. At stages, but if you're just looking in a pure football sense, like like Keith said, like Messi and Ronaldo aside, who who's been better in the last ten years, fifteen years? Um, I think now the the, the kind of the fashionable show, now now Lewandowski and Benzema, but I don't think either of them handle how they to this fella, and I'm sure Phil will and even you lads, like I think the true. Grasp of a player is you kind of when we talk about Messi, are always going, uh, imagine him playing in the 70s and the 80s. Like, I could imagine Suarez playing in every single era ever and just being okay because he's just ridiculous. Look, I'm gonna just get this out of the way first. There's a difference between best and greatest when you call someone the greatest and you call someone the best. I don't think there's ever been a player with more football ability to play for for Liverpool. Um, you can talk about Barnes, Gerrard, even Salah to an extent. They, they, pro- they definitely all have greater legacies. But I think yeah. in a pure footballing sense, 14, 14, Luis Suarez is the best version of any footballer ever that's played for Liverpool, in my opinion. He's the best player I've ever seen and Liverpool jersey in the flesh in terms of performances and what he goes on to do then after Liverpool only for that, like, it knocks around. He's like, he's the exception to the rule. Normally when you leave Liverpool, you go to you. This fella left Liverpool, goes and wins a treble and outscores Messi and Ronaldo in, in, in that season. So, like... He probably won't get the plaudits because a lot of people hate him. I even remem- remember when he lined out against us at Barcelona, I fucking hate him. But yeah. that that's what Suarez is. He's when he when he's yours, you love him. When he's not yours, you absolutely fucking despise him. But on top of that, like we'll get into it. But I just flicked on a thing today of like best Louis Suarez goals and it goes on for sixteen minutes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: It's 16 minutes, and I'm even thinking, oh, he left this goal out and he left that goal out. He just thrown some of the most outrageous things you've ever seen, like FIFA football. And I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, but what a player. And his records stack up. He, he, he's he got to retire as Barca's second-highest all-time scorer And the, I think he's something like the second-most assists ever since assists are recorded in football. This fella is a fucking number nine. He, he's he just run out of superior this fella. He's all kinds of fucking bonkers. I reckon he's actually the last, last of his coins because footballers now are white and white PR trained up to their bollocks. This fella was a fucking yard dog from Montevideo. Yeah. Ended up in Europe and literally bit his way out of football clubs, which I'm sure Phil will talk about. He bit his way out of Al Oyax and he bit his way out of Liverpool. Literally, like, I'm gone <laughs> put put and, and Liverpool wouldn't sell him. He goes to the World Cup. I'm just going to fucking buy chain lady and I've got I'm no choice but to sell me. He's just bonkers, absolutely yeah. fucking mad.
2: Um, Phil, I, I've left the madness to you and we'll talk about it more deeply as we go on, but. The footballer is just outrageous, but but the sideshow was as equally outrageous, wasn't it?
3: Look, for me, it's all about... This is what football's about, right? My favourite player until Suarez appeared was Maradona, and Maradona was equally as mad. If you think about the Mafia and everything that he was involved in, the way his life went and his genius, it was just brilliant, right? But Suarez managed to keep himself on the tracks, but still managed to find a way that he could throw snowballs when in the middle of a desert. Like he's literally, he was, he, he was the best thing to think about him. He was, a, he was like a joint mosquito to everyone else in football, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. just f- fed off it. And, and he gloried in the absolute anti hero status he had when he was doing, like, like he, 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 uh, oh, I go back to, and I think uh, we'll, we'll talk about the incident itself, right? To, to to really get a gauge of Suarez he's just he's basically a coin with he is two sides of the same coin you have this amazing football and talent who gives so much to the community that is involved in given so much to where he's grown up and um, did amazing things like at the, at the 2010 world cup he was one of the few players that that went out and met all the younger african players to try show them what it was like and how to come from the stones and how to come from nothing and get to europe and and the struggles that they went through well at the same time claiming that he had saved his tournament and that the hand of God now belonged to him because, because he basically said he saved the situation like this this is what it, he revelled there's few players that you see with personality because they're so media trained that you don't know whether they're good crack in the dressing room or not good crack in the, in, in the dressing room or anything he's that's what makes Suarez different you know you, you can see the play anyone that's played with him there isn't a single player that says they hated playing with him right yeah and when you think of, you think that, that, that after the incident with Everett, we had a whole team wearing t-shirts in support of him, right? <laughs> okay, that's insanity for a start. Um, and we can come back to that in a bit. But not once has any of those players said that they they didn't like Suarez, didn't like what he was around the team, didn't like. You know, you've never heard a story come out of him while he was at Liverpool, saying that he was any type of a bad egg or anything like that. Everyone has come out saying it was just amazing playing with him. He was just the most amazing fella. And he played the same way in training as he did on the pitch. And that wasn't just a make-up story. He was insanely brilliant in training as he was on the pitch. He just has this love of football. And then he seems to have this other side to him, um, which is away from the football pitch, which seems to be an incredibly conscientious and nice bloke. Uh, that that just doesn't fit with the fellow that's on the football pitch. He's running around trying to be a vampire and eat lads when he gets bored with, with the team he's playing for. I just love him. I still love him now at the moment. I, there was I, the bit for me. I got really excited about three years ago when there was that sort of: is he going to leave Barcelona? Is he not going to leave Barcelona? And didn't he turn up at the training at um, it was Melwood at the time at, at the training pitch and Klopp was was having a chat to him and everything. There was an arm around and I got I started getting really excited. And I'm not one for doing the the. Um, the nostalgia, bring a fella back just because he was, he was grateful. But I kept thinking, like, Suarez is Bobby Firmino plus, 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 right? He's a lethal goal scorer. He can play at the top of a midfield. He can play out wide coming in off the left. He can play through the centre. This was in his absolute prime. And you just, it's when people talk about imagine Gerard in, in a club team. I just keep thinking, imagine that, imagine forty 14, 14 Suarez. In that front three we had for the last four years. Imagine if that was Mane, Suarez, and Salah. That, like that, that to me. Um, and yeah. he, he gets to do this with Neymar and Messi at Barcelona. And you just, as as yeah. Sean he said, look, he he's breaking records. it just showed you how good the footballer was. And the only reason he gets away with everything he's done is because of how good the footballer yeah. was. Because he backs it up.
2: Yeah, yeah. He backs it up like he. And that's the thing. Like you know, he he's, he's obviously he's Euro oh. going. He plays for national. Um. He, I think Groningen pays something like less than a million quid from, um, in 2006. And he goes there, and I think I was looking up earlier, I have it there in front of me as well. Um, just shy of 60 games between National and Groningen, 20 goals. But is it at Groningen where he forced starts trying to eat people? Is it Groningen?
0: Well, I don't know, but oh. there's. Certainly at yeah, Ajax it. when he first gets done. Yeah, oh, maybe
2: right. he okay, right. No, again. no, no, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was Groningen yeah. where he starts to eat people, but it's Ajax. No, um, it's Ajax. He's at Ajax, 110, <laughs> 110 goal, games, 81 goals for Ajax over a four-year period. Um, but, Keith, like even there, like, you know, Groningen, 29 games, 10 goals. He just does one season. But he goes to Ajax, right? And if you read out his stats, Ajax, 110 games, 80 goals. Liverpool 110 games, 69 goals. Barcelona, 191 games, 147 goals.
0: I think that's only league as well. Yeah, it's well, more when you take all competitions in. Yeah, and then you
2: have Atletico Madrid, 67 games, 32 goals. He's 68 goals in, in 132 games for Uruguay. It's just like he just backs everything up. I'm, a, I'm a go- listen, we're gonna go through we're gonna go through um different bits and pieces, you know, as we go along and different things that's happened to him. But, Keith, he backs it up wherever he goes beside the madness, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, he comes through in, in Uruguay. So he's from a town called Salto in Uruguay, and the same place that um, Edison Cavani is from. And the two of them are the same age and grew up sort of in the same neighbourhood. And the careers they both went on to have, it's actually a great story. I don't know how big Salto is. It could be bigger than Ireland, you know what I mean? But it, it, the fact that two of them came from there and went through at the same time. To it's have a very small careers. country, Uruguay, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is. It's tiny, um, nestled in between Argentina and Brazil. So It's not yeah. a big country, but you've got uh, he goes to Nacional. Nacional one of the big teams in in Uruguay. He, he lives there, and the reason he lives there is because he he falls in love with his his missus, and whole family moved to um, I think Barcelona. Barcelona. They relocate to Barcelona, and he's like, well, I'm, out, I'm going. I'm off to Europe." Ends up in Holland. Goes to a big problem, didn't he when he was younger? You are.
4: Uh, he, he had a drink problem when he was younger. Like, he, he was fond it, of a drink when he was like yeah. 15, 16. He's, out,
2: he's, I long, he's uh, off uh, all a the uh, year uh, while she's in Barcelona. They have a long term relationship for a year. I read that about him earlier as well. So, but it's, like, it's he's doing
0: long term relationship. He's doing long distance relationships. Sorry. He's he's just he has but it's it's constantly and something Phil touched on was the the thing he does off the pitch. You never heard of the off the pitch stuff, but if you look at how the likes of Messi reacted when he had the late Barcelona it tells you everything you need to know about him. But he goes over to, to Holland and obviously if you're banging in goals in Holland, you go to Groningen, and obviously he's not banging them in, but he's 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 there making a name for himself. True. Oyaks are looking at that and he's probably on he's <coughs> really young at this stage because what's he's thirty five now, so he's he's yeah, only think he's only a young star. He goes, he's doing that. He goes to Ajax. I don't think he wins that much when he's at Ajax. I don't think he's winning leagues. You know, I think maybe back then you were looking at PSV fine or probably the, the dominant <coughs> team in He wins in, a cup, in I, think Holland. In, in I think he Holland. wins the he wins,
3: cup, yeah. he wins the league, he joins us. The year he wins, because he wins the, plays the first half of the season. The year beforehand, he'd bitten someone and in the Dutch banned. league banned. and he got a two-game ban and was fined by Ajax, right? And they win nothing. The following year, he moves to us um, and that was after Real Madrid pulled out of a deal because of the biting incident and we get him for half the price at the Christmas yeah. time. Was he not banned with me
0: Yeah, he was, yeah. No, he he, was he but that,
3: that, was, yeah. that was for a separate
0: incident. There's a different boy.
3: <laughs> well, that wasn't a boy, that was he had, um, he'd had a row with club officials over the transfer. Right, so and they they banned them at that stage from playing games in relation to the transfer itself. So, like, the, if you think about when he left us as well, he just said he's never playing for us again. So that was it. It was like, and
0: he couldn't wait it, to get out of us. You know it you it would be like,
4: he plays for Ajax, he plays for Liverpool, and he plays for Barcelona, and he leaves all of them clubs being probably the greatest, probably the greatest player. Up there with the greatest players that ever played yeah. for those clubs, and you yeah. think of the names that have played for all three of those clubs, and he stands up there like he was absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like to think what he done in 13 14, and he's banned for six games at the start for <laughs> boy for biting someone again. Yeah, he misses yeah. the
2: first five games of the league season. Yeah, the ban comes, like, comes, I think, at the back end of the. This previous season, I think he misses one game.
4: Chelsea, your boy Tapanovic gets away with it and then scores the winner in yeah. the last.
0: Scores the equaliser, yeah. The but he was—he had a great year that year as well, didn't he? He was brilliant that that season as well. Was but he the top the scorer in the league as well? But well,
4: you that know that what? Him, we, we know him
0: Yeah, we yeah. know. We know. Um,
2: look, the Groningen stuff, National Ajax, <laughs> but you know, he comes into where well, um, maybe my field of view anyway, when Liverpool are linked with him, he signs on the same day as Andy Carroll for 20, just just to show you 23 million, I think it was. Yeah. And the big talk was Andy Carroll, Andy Carroll, and Luis Suarez comes in and scores on his debut against Stoke, which is a bleeding bonkers goal as well because he goes around the keeper, and miss hits it, the defender's running back, oh. kicks her off his own post, and it goes in. And, you know, that's that's what, January 2011, isn't it? When he's in, and... But for, from it 11-12, 12-13, you can see massive flashes of it. And he's hitting the post and the bar everywhere, everywhere. But Phil… He,
4: done that, he does that mad. He gets that one against uh, White and Norris, doesn't he? Which one? Really? Yeah. He scores in the half line, remember? I think yeah, that's 12-13. No, no. no it's no, no. the fourth season, I think.
3: 11-12, he scores one away from the halfway line and then he scores yeah, he another talks,
4: one the yeah, yeah, halfway line. He He's in the Adidas jersey, I always remember. And they even watch. I watched the back today. Watch the fourth watch goal he gets in that game. My <laughs> fucking God. It's just ridiculous. He goes inside of the full-back, nutmegs him, and outside of the bill, in off the post, across the goal. Yeah. Just the most ridiculous. And the thing was, Gav, he... Everyone was fucking gutted when Torres left. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah, smart Suarez, brother,
2: I think. Yeah, because he, he was mental. And Phil, like, when he arrives, like, 13 14 is where he just explodes. The season before, he's really good. But you can see from the very start, he's all action. Um, he's afraid of nobody. He's getting stuck in. He, nobody's pushing him over. He's nutmegging fellas. He, he loved this thing where he just kicked it off their shins, let it <laughs> bounce back to him, just <laughs> ran by them. Like, this was his thing. Like, you know, where you go, Ronaldinho just floats past people. Luis Suarez used to just put his head down. Hit out a fella's shins. The fella go, What the fuck is that? And then by the time you know it, it's come back to Suarez, he's knocked the boy and he's gone. And then he develops this thing where he flicks up onto the fella's hands and everything. Feel He yeah. was just a Sneaky. fucking little wanker. But he was <laughs> so good from the, from the start. And it just it? it built to a massive crescendo with him at Liverpool. His,
3: his, his fourth season was just. It, the first half season. Was Joe ju- and and then the the second season because obviously Kenny's there when the the for for the first full season that is there and you just go you look at him and I just remember he kept hitting the bar the my abiding memory of those seasons is he just kept hitting the bar yeah. and he kept hitting the bar with ridiculous nineteen times or something yeah. yeah it's like that season you kept thinking to yourself. If it was just half an inch, we could have been challenging for the Champions League or, or challenging for top four that year. Because like, every time we played, Suarez would do something ridiculous and then hit the bar and come back out. And he was going, why isn't that going in? And if they go in and you always say to yourself, is that just luck or is it just bad finishing? And as it turns out, like he'd become, he, but this is his, his own evolution. Like yeah. he himself, when he was at Groningen said, I'm not a good finisher. I need to learn how to finish. Right, now that that was his own quote in terms of what was there, and that was before he even went to Ajax. And he said himself in a number of interviews, it wasn't until Liverpool, until he got to Liverpool that the finishing started to click for him in terms of being known when to have different types of finishes in different situations. He either wanted to pass everything into net and like think of it, one of his trademarks was scoring free kicks against Joe Hart from about four thousand miles away and just courting the ball into the bottom of the bottom of the, in, under the walls and into the bottom corner, with no power. Like I, I used to always look at that going. This is ridiculous. But he was basically just passed internet. It just like I just think back to that initial phase with Kenny, and I struggle until Salah comes along. I struggle to remember being as excited as of the impact a fella is having immediately on how you view games and how you want to watch a match because you were. It was every time he gets the ball, like your point, Gav. It didn't matter whether. You could have put him in the middle of the eighties when a pitch with no muck, with no grass, right? And mm-hmm. divots taken over, and the ball would have been bounced. And he'd be the only one that could dra- like just be able to dribble through. I haven't seen a player with that level of ability to dribble, no matter what's going on in front of him, um, as ever. And I still know you can't show me anyone in war football. Everyone that dribbles incredibly has this graceful ability to move. This the was ball just with their pure
2: feet. plundering through people. Like this,
3: this is this is mad. This is mad. That's this, the is, case. this is this is For real people. Yeah, it's like he's not going he's, around.
0: He's like literally. How can I get past this in the quickest time possible? Boom, whacking the through their legs, going over around the side of them, I'm going every way I can just to get past this person. It's so on, un- like if you look at, and sorry if i cutting across you there, Phil, but if you look yeah. at some of the great dribblers, it's all you know elegance and it's all little step overs here, go around and and. Lloyd and Pass. Suarez was the opposite. He was he was a fucking bull in a china shop, and and it was just great to watch. It was great. But, to it, but it worked because, you know,
2: if you were up against Ronaldo in in the Ronaldo days when he was a winger and he was running at you step overs and trying to go inside you, Ronaldinho, whoever, Messi, you're waiting for that body swerve. You're waiting for that little slight touch of the, the football. You know, um, dummies, wherever. This wasn't him. Luis Suarez yeah, would was, just literally go and go, head. I'm going that direction. And if you're in my way, I'll, I'm will i fucking, I'm going through you. I don't care. Because I don't think he was the fastest in the world. He's six foot tall, so he's not a, a, a massive, massive player. He, he's so fucking strong, though. He's a really good football and brain. But everything overall for me when I watched him, and, you know, we'll get into the, the antics and stuff because we have to talk about them. But everything for me was his drive to win was just out of this world like i mean and i'm not even talking about you have to win the game his drive to win every little fucking battle he was in was unbelievable a bit like um the, your man's at wolves now diego costa he'd love to go out and just be f- fucking lunatic you know what i mean and had to win every little battle. Yeah, that was suarez costa was, but he was making fools of people
0: there.
2: yeah with the costa most stupid brain fucking brain thing there. yeah i know but but Suarez, Suarez was like,
4: is like a little cerebral assassin. He oh, he, he was like it was like a, the ball turned into a ping pong ball at his feet, and the only person on the pitch that was able to control it was him. <laughs> but like what, Keith's talking about the elegance and all there, but then you look at some of the fucking goals he guys like outrageous. The the one the one against Newcastle like over the shoulder. Yeah, but he, bef- he takes the ball down and goes around the keeper before it touches the ground. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, He's like,
4: he, he, he scoring headers from the edge of the 18-yard box. He, take, he can take free kicks. He can score from 40 yards. He can head the ball. Back post happens, like overheads, bicycle kicks, you name it. The fucking... Is it the, the same... Seventh- there's a quarter point against Stoke where he just puts the ball through a man's legs. Yeah, that's up yeah. on the screen
2: there. Sam Tandy says, yeah. Yeah,
4: like.
2: He's getting built to fuck, and then he just literally takes the ball yeah. down. The whole stadium is building him. And he just nutmegs the fullback and just bends it. And I mean, <laughs> properly bends <laughs> it. The fr- and like, then scores about five minutes later with a header <laughs> again when he looks a mile offside. You, off take, you
4: take it away from Liverpool, like. joins United, and he goes into a good team. Suarez joined us when we were poor. Let's be honest. Yeah. If, we had, if we had a decent centre half, like if we had had two decent centre halves that could have stayed fit, he would have been Liverpool's Canton. He would have been the catalyst for to, to, to get us the league title, to get us over the line, because he nearly does it on his own in 13 14. Now, he has a bit of a support cast with Sterling and Sturridge and Gerrard, but you think we were only really like two really good centre halves. Staying fit, no, and just two
2: competent center halves. I mean, are, that's all like,
4: just that's exactly like exactly. this fella's, this fella's
2: banging in, he's helping score 101 goals right yeah. at one end. And yeah. he's looking down the lane going, These ones are conceding like, 50.
4: And he would have bounced then, and that would have been his legacy at Liverpool. Because unfortunately, like, his legacy at Liverpool, looking from the outside in. it's going to be the controversies, but we always, we look at the goals and we think of the moments, but that was literally, he was so close to being Liverpool's Cantona, and I think, yeah. and a lot of people don't, I, I think he's a better player than Cantona, from what I've seen.
0: I oh, was, I, Jesus Christ.
4: In, yeah, but, but, <laughs> yeah. in terms of, in terms of, an, the, the impact a single player could have on, on a team, on, on a club, because like you said, Gav, it was the will to win, like, Look, the little things, remember the goal against United where Couch scores a hat trick. Like yep. the little scuffle in the middle of the park, and he fucking pulls Rafael. They're by thinking the head.
2: exactly <laughs> the same as I'm thinking because I'm thinking to myself, and
4: Raphael turns around, doesn't know what's going on, and then Suarez is scurrying over to the refs. I'm but actually only
2: thinking back. about that. I'm actually, I'm yeah. literally sitting here saying to myself, was it the same game where he literally ran United ragged, right? Goes about, around about 11 of them, and then Kite robs the goal on him right and in the same, he's, in the he same motion have, gets he's reaping the, fella, the fella's hair in the middle of the park going am sure you you dope yeah, you know? and then he,
4: gets he gets kicked he's howling his ankle but as the ball breaks he breaks Torns. his role, yeah. destroyed and carries on the ball <laughs> uh, he, Like he was just fucking madness like it, like like Phil said when you, you watched he made you watch football he made, he made you want to watch Liverpool again
2: yeah, he, he was a player that you had your head you had you had your hands in your head when you're seeing them do some stuff. Like you yeah, genuinely just had your hand in your head going and, uh, what is going on here? The, this belief.
4: Yeah, it's far against Norwich. Like he, he, he you're ruining all, all the, run the run moments run, for
2: later. Yeah. You're no, ruining all the I moments for later.
4: So many of them, you can even get yeah. into Barcelona even the stuff you've done at Barca. like the fella was just and you listen to this cardigan and, and Gerrard and all talking about
2: Gerard is Dordan.
4: Well, of
2: course he did. No, but not a brilliant footballer. But Gerard adored him because so many players over the years since gerard has been there have walked in the door. Peter Crouch tells a brilliant story about it where you go in and Gerard the first thing he'll do with you in the training game is he'll fizz something at you as a forward at like 100 miles an hour and he expects you to kill that dead and in your second touch set him up for a shot or wherever it might be. And Crouch was really nervous over it, got through it, and Gerard liked him. But Gerard adored Suarez because Suarez came in and went, you lash that as fucking hard as you want at me. Because if I have to, I'll overhead kick it in the net. If I have to, I'll do something. And it, do you remember going back to the win away at Southampton? And Gerard just turned around and goes, you want to play two against two against Suarez and storage? Yeah, all best, the best of luck. <laughs> all the best. Because it's just not going to happen. I have to get on to some of the, the moments, though, because we're going to go through all the, the, the great goals and stuff as much as we can later. We have to go through some of the controversies. And Phil, Part, Before we do that, right, no, I just, I
3: as, as as we get into it, right, I just want – I want you to think, right, because the, the best description of Suarez that, that I read when I was sort of doing even a bit of research, which I, I never do for pods anymore, but on this one was – Suarez was described right because they were talking about his time at Ajax and, and the time at Barcelona and the players he played with and this in, in, in incredible ability to dribble with the ball right and they talked about the way Marco van Basten who was his manager at one stage yeah. um, had this you know this, this, this beauty and this grace the way he glided with the ball and how Messi glides with the ball and hold on and Suarez was more of a hypercharged rooster in a cockfight it was an emotion easily provoked and racing down on goal and I thought to myself that is literally the best ex- description yeah. Of Suarez on a football pitch because he had that little barrel chest and the the, the you know because I, I, I knew Keith was on and, and he always knows everything about everything but so I, I I'd done a bit of research so I wasn't sitting here like a like a chump in terms of what what we were going to talk about right. And what people don't know is that when he went to Groningen, I think like the back to but I don't think it was drink. I think it was food that he had a problem with, right? Because they <laughs> wouldn't let him play until he got down to 82 kilos, right? I swear to God, right? He was so chubby when he arrived at, in, in Groningen. And this was after they'd spent four times more than what um, they planned on spending because the wanted to the boy his, 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 uh, his up-front teammate. But as we get into the madness, I think people need to remember there's a certain level of madness when it comes to transfers with Suarez that's existed right from the off right and one of the stories I read was when he was playing at under nine right in his local team in Irureta he was scouted for um, Nacional I think it was in terms of the the, the team that they wanted to bring him and he walked off the pitch and said I'm never playing this again I'm going to play for Nacional right when he gets to Groningen right (laughs) He, um, he, he insists goes down and says, no, I'm going to stay for two years and I promise you I'll give you two years. At the end of the season, Ajax want to sign him, right? He, they refuse to let him go. He takes a court case to the Dutch FA demanding that he's allowed transfer to Ajax, right? So it, eventually it was thrown out, but Ajax upped their bid and get him. Think about it, he comes to us and does everything to get out and then he, he promised one, one last season. Do you remember he promised the one last season, which was 14-14 in terms of what was there? Then after that, he was gone. So, like, Suarez has this thing in his head that he always knew he was heading in a direction. I think, going back to keys, he always wanted to get bar- to Barcelona. Obviously, yeah. his missus had moved there and was living there. And he obviously, he wanted to... Go, and you could see from the start that he that when Barcelona came, started of sniffing, that fella's head was torn almost immediately. But that was just in line with what the fella did from the complete start of his career. But... He's never been far from controversy. And as I said, to you, the, the, when he got the Groningen, it was trying to get his weight under control. Then he has all, when he's at Ajax, he's biting lads. It's like it's the biting thing, I think, is a fa- is a fascinating piece around um, around uh, the, the, him in just in general. Because it just times. does the, the, three times. This isn't like
4: that's, a. That's. I think that is like a. Like Gav said, the ultimate winner, when you look back, it actually looks like uh, some sort of coping mechanism he has that just things yeah. aren't going his way. It, uh, look, it, it sound like I'm not actually making excuses for him, I'm just trying to make sense of it because it's the chimp. Yeah. chimp it, it's the it's the inner primate is this is not going my way. What can I do? I'm gonna buy him. I don't I don't even know how that makes you feel better. Yeah. But the thing is if you if someone done something like that weird on the pitch, you'd probably throw you off and you don't gonna. It didn't. He just kept going, and the best player like, he bites Diolini and then goes to the ref. Your teeth are killing me. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> had to put, he's had some putting <laughs> his shoulder into my mouth. And can't mean can't mean he's showing the fucking bite. Man, the bite. This fella <laughs> down. Yeah.
2: This, this fella's had to run. stick in his shoulder right in my mouth like it's ridiculous. He starts holding his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Left, left, let, let's, teeth,
1: let's, go, let's go
2: back to Patrice Ever, because that's the first one in England where you go, What the fuck's going on here? Um Course the this all kicks off um Liverpool and United. There's accusations made by Ever. Um it goes through a So Gav,
3: Gav, Gav, can I just cause you can't go to the Everything without putting the context behind it, right? And I, well, think, on, I think and this it's, it's you know it's so key to it because he has the Biton incident in Holland. So when he goes into the 2010 World Cup, everyone knows that there's this really gifted striker that's playing for Uruguay that's from the Dutch league. There's massive eyes on the Uruguayan team because Diego Forlan is their figurehead and that thing. And you've got these two up and comers in Cavani and you have Suarez, right? And this is, this is all they wanted to, to, to talk about. So you have a fella who's lighting up the tournament. People, when you go back to 2010, like, He's lighting up that tournament that you're going team in terms of what they were doing. People watching these and they're seeing they this dribbling for,
4: for, for oh, this type is comments, lad. Just yeah. trying to get a penalty yeah. when the keeper handled, the
3: ball. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> like, that's em- right, everything this fella has yeah, done, yeah, wow, man, Remember yeah. Remember the keeper caught the ball, he and he was like this. <fucking> <our ball. laughs> <laughs> so
3: so the World Cup you've got 2010 he hasn't he's, he, he signs for us out, isn't winter after the, the World, yes, World Cup yes so 10, the World Cup 2010,
0: right? 2010 signs for us in the January and 11
3: so you have that right and I, I, I've always had an issue with this so Ghana are the last African team left in it it's in South Africa there's this big thing about you know Pelé said back in 1994 that an African team would win the World Cup before the year 2000 and that was maths wasn't great given how many tournaments were going to be left right World. and there was <laughs> a real <laughs>
2: <laughs> he basically told Africa you better win in France like, yes. yeah. oh, I'm going to
3: look <laughs> like a yeah, fucking yeah. EG, he taken the field. he added a goal <laughs> <laughs> he added a goal every time you had made at a press conference at that stage, I did an ad for uh, for, for agra, anyway, um, but so there was, uh, so you have this piece that was going on that you know, South Africa being knocked out and Ghana was the last African team in, in the world, being <coughs> held in Africa, and it was a great Ga- Ghanaian team, and they were really excited as well. And you had these two really exciting sides playing against each other, and those last couple of moments because this gets to me because it's, it's a bit like when Thierry Henry handled the ball against us, right, and the whole nation were, got really upset about it, um. And, and, and all that but even though it was only a draw at the time we would have just drawn the game as opposed to anything right so this is a fantastic save and it is a fantastic save it's a, it's point blank they should score it so there's no excuses it's a really 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 bad uh, effort at a, at a shot makes a great save the ref gives a penalty gets sent off we shouldn't even ever, ever be talking about this the fact is Asamoah Jian Hits a penalty Worse than Yapstam Has ever taken In his whole life Right Sends the ball Out of Africa Back to Europe For the next World Cup That's how bad The penalty was And they go on To lose on penalties Like You know the same That was the few, last
0: kick know. That was the last kick Of extra you time Wasn't it
4: pad, Phil. He's the best standing in the tunnel Watching the penalty. <laughs> And then he turns around to all the Ghana fans when he saves it. He's fucking giving it a large and then the, the Florida the Fish him out and send it. He's standing in the tunnel away from your man to take the pen off. And then when he misses, he starts giving it a big one to all the Ghana fans. I, I have fix. to say,
3: at that, at that point, I absolutely adored him. I, was, yeah. I swear, you know, I love a player. Who's, who has just this devilment in them, this this absolute devilment in them? You have to what look at it like that think? because you think to yourself,
2: <sighs> what a thing to do, like right? Not only, like, all right, he stops a goal for Ghana, right? He sacrifices himself guaranteed for the next round, which would have been a semi final, mm, wouldn't semi-final, it? Yeah. And you're, you're kind of going, so the sacrifice there, there's just. Being a prick to Ghana, and then there's just like that complete winning mentality, when they win. There's no, there's no kind of oh, I got away with that one because I'm kind of looking at the TV at the time, going, jeez, is that doing well there to get away with that? There's none of that. He's fucking jumping around the place
0: like as if mm-hmm. as if they've scored a winning penalty. Like it's, it's just mental. But oh. it's it's mad because in that so that's the last kick of the game, and um, when Jan misses that penalty, it goes to penalties, and I think Jan takes the fourth penalty of the shootout, it scores. scores it he scores the first pen of the shoe out. But it just showed his head was cabbaged from that moment and Suarez is reveling in it. And, and I agree, that's one of the greatest World Cup moments for me as well. I, I just think it's absolutely amazing. Um, but it just shows the will to win, the, the mentality of this fella. And that's before he's even come to Liverpool. That's before anyone knows before. But you do the
3: fallout. Sorry, Keith, and this is why I want to... It's so important that this happens, right? Because the fallout from that game is the tabloids in England have a field day about this fella the next day, right? About the cheat, and it's disgraceful that someone who cheated like this is allowed to continue, even though he misses the next game, that a team is allowed to continue in the World Cup. And it was a blatant
2: Maradona comparisons and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. All over the place. So straight away... Suarez has a notoriety. He hasn't even signed for Liverpool at this stage, but he has this notoriety that's behind him. And when they're digging into it, they found out that he's biting fellas in Holland. So there's this whole Suarez the cannibal. There's all this type of stuff that's already in the press. Before, when they, when they put
2: pictures of him with, with like fucking the Hannibal Lecter mask and Hannibal everything him on him.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. It was fucking so mad. I just remember that that was when when he did that and I was there going, like, for me, this this is... This is about winning. This guy is—is is, in my head. Was the, Was the World Cup? He's actually sacrificed himself and weakened his team for the next round if they get through. But that's the ultimate. That's what ultimate winners do. They don't. They—they they never ever stop. They never ever ever relentlessly stop, and they never give their teams. They never stop giving their teams the best chance at winning. And in his mind, he had to do it. If that ball goes in, they're out. And he wasn't the only one trying to make the save. By the way, there was it. The captain was it, Diego. Um,
4: uh, Lugano. Lugano, Lugano was,
3: yeah. was, was the other fella who dived to make the save and missed it he wasn't as good in goal as Suarez was Suarez <laughs> yeah. was really good
4: <laughs> well
2: Torres Tor Tor M um, from Ghana he says I blame Dominic Adiyia and Gian more Suarez Suarez is a prick but, but Ghana <laughs> um, should have punished him and Uruguay before we get on to it, before we get on to um, the Everest stuff and everything else I have to read out a couple of ads to keep the lights on as we do so now a word from our sponsor Better help. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced in a challenge of life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, Better Help is a great option. Convenient, accessible, affordable, and t- entirely online. And you know done to suit your your needs get matched with a therapist and um, quickly and after filling out a brief survey um you can and switch therapists at any time so it's very flexible in what they do and um, when you want to and um, when you want to be a better problem solver therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com daytrippers today to get 10 percent off for your first month that's better H-E-L-P dot com slash daytrippers. Paramount Plus have all the Champions League this season streamed live on their streaming service, Paramount Plus, of course. Um, All the goals, all the games, injury time, normal time, extra time, whatever it might be, do not miss a goal this season. With Paramount Plus and the Champions League. Somebody was on a few people have been on about that and said, Yeah, they have it, um and they love it. A couple of people said, Does it work? It does. But you if you're gonna stream from America, you might need your little VPN to sort that out. If you need a VPN, um IP Vanish is one to look at as well. they um, a brilliant deal from IP Vanish um from us at the moment. Seventy percent off, I think it works out. About thirty eight dollars um over the year, but that will help you with your your daddy, your <laughs> passwords and um, encrypt your encrypt all your details and um even your location and stuff like that 4.605 on trust pilot so if you need a vpn head to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers um patrice ever lewis suarez this this just blew up in a massive way keith like you know, you had there was a hearing, um Kite was there saying I like, no, I don't know, but I was there and I didn't fucking hear that and then it was all going off and then we had people doing um they were lip reading and then it was all a bit cloudy for me as to how it went about and the process of it and how they came out with what they came out with, but he <laughs> he ends up getting done and how many
3: games did he get? hundred and we got done because Lionel Hutz was his attorney. Like, let's be honest about this, right? Was it a five I oh, asked Keith? No, it was more a than seven. that. Was it not like
4: well, I thought it was seven. twelve? No, seven. he gets he Shani gets a, a six game, game there, he
2: gets a six game ban for Boyton Ivanovic I think. He misses the last day of a season and five the following season. He got but eight
4: games he did for uh, uh, forever. Yeah,
2: about right. right. So he gets eight games for
4: this. I, uh, I, I think it was if I remember correctly, I think it might have been like the day before Christmas Eve. We get he gets banned because I remember we played Wigan away, right. and that's when the uh, we, I remember it, eight games. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Now I was a fucking eight, like it literally it, <clears throat> I was a young player, and it just it, it showed like the worst in football fans because we all got trouble, and we defended them But you can't defend what he did. Do I think Swear? Do I think Suarez is a? I'm just gonna get out of the way. Do I think Suarez is a racist? No, I don't. No. did he do he done what he done and i'd say it was just more of a reactionary thing and i know now from being with a spanish speaker that it's kind of it's not like he said what he said but it's not like it, it's not like if i said it yeah. in english it, it's not it, it's you, you can't do what he done but do you get what i'm saying
3: hmm okay?
4: yeah it brought out the worst of it and it did. It was a really, when you look back, it's fucking embarrassing. When you look back, yeah, in my opinion. that you touched that, 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 yeah, yeah, on it, it. There. It's, it's tribalism, not, isn't it? It's,
0: it's tribalism.
4: It. it is fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But you know why we did it? Because he was better than us yeah. as a player. He was above us. He was too good for us. And we were Liverpool, who were in the show for the best part of two decades. And we did it and to protect this fella. And we did. And in oh, yeah. hindsight, it was fucking.
0: The thing um, I, that I always took from, right, what I always took from it was yeah, we defended him Kenny Daglish came out and defended him but I think that was more down to the media reaction to the whole thing and the I wouldn't say kangaroo court element of it but it was a little bit um, he was thrown to the wolves and I think it was no matter what, I think the, the, the World Cup thing, everything was building up to yeah. that and I think it was anything just to, to hammer them. And the I think that's where Dalglish and all sort of came from was like, no, this, they're, they're just going after them. They're going after him. He, he didn't do what he promised he didn't do. We know he did say what he said. It's not acceptable. As Sean, he said, Spanish speakers, it's a different way than it is here. Um, I, What I felt from the whole case and reading it was, I felt it was very one-sided. And I don't know if Liverpool didn't want to go into where he said this and he said that Manchester United did. Alex Ferguson was happy to get involved. Um, he's defending his player, you know. No issues, no issues with that really. But I just always felt it was really a uh, Liverpool wore the t-shirts. But I don't think they really. I don't know. I think Manchester United were much more forceful in that, and and you know, lip readers and all this sort of stuff, and. He said this. I mean, Patrice Everett, I think his story was quite patchy on what was said. He said it so many times. He shouldn't have done it. He got punished for doing it. We defended him because football is a tribal thing and football fandom is tribal. And Liverpool-Manchester United is as tribal as it gets over here. And would we do it again? No, I don't think so. I think we all learned. But you'd like to think that, but who knows? At
4: the same time... I don't think I'm wrong in saying this that it wouldn't have been so much of a witch hunt if I had been Maxi Rodriguez who said it. It was Yeah. The fact that Suarez was so good really drove it in with with the likes of Everett and Ferguson. And look, he did what he fucking did. And people are saying in the chat there, Cavani got a one-game ban last year for using the same term. So yeah, it's one of the things, I, you know what? He had a, he, he kept yeah. pointing people. He didn't keep racially yeah. abusing people. So that that'll tell you. That, all that you
0: what you need know. to know exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nail on the head. How many other times has he been accused of racism? None. So you can I, put I, it to bed. I, he's not racist.
3: I have to say now, I just the, the bit that that always bothered me around this was, and it's something that bothers me even in, in modern <clears> society. Is, is it's the lack of acceptance of different societal and cultural norms on people from different different countries. Now I'm not saying that what w- I'm not saying that that one, it was acceptable, which I'm not, um, but there can be a difference in intent between one person from one country to another person from a different country. Like that's that's basically what it is. You're basically dealing with a person from France and a person from Uruguay. Okay. So this and I'm not claiming the term was right, wrong or different the terms was. And it, it can be true that both Patrice Reva found it racist right, and found that Toddy was being abused racially. And it can also be true that Suarez was being a smart little bollocks, but wasn't necessarily trying to throw racist abuse at him, right? Um, so there's, there's that always been that blurred line for me in terms of where this thing went to. And it's very similar to an awful lot of things that you see nowadays where even, even in the English-speaking world, like there's euphemisms used in Ireland which would be deeply offensive in America that wouldn't be even known in England, um, and, and likewise you hear you know you hear people saying things that are American on hell oh, what what the hell is going on there like do you know what I mean that that wouldn't be used here and the more we try to criticize these things as opposed to understanding what's the context before we get into it then the, the less col- color we have in society because everything becomes gray and bland in terms of what it is and like I don't believe in in empowering words I don't believe in racism in any way, shape or form um, in terms of what's there. But I, I, I just always felt that the nuances that existed in this discussion was lost because it was driven primarily through tabloid journalism. And it was also around the time that social media exploded and you have this deep tribalism that set in between clubs that, that really didn't exist up until that point. You know, the, the chants and stuff you'd hear would be the ones that were at the games. And suddenly you had this this Echo chamber of, 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 of different sides that existed, Jordan games that just grew and grew and grew and then drove behaviors outside of the matches and then ultimately internally in the stadiums itself. Mm-hmm. And the reaction to the likes of the, the t shirts and stuff like that was as a much a reaction to people trying to deal with what was real and what wasn't real in terms of the social media context, because this was the first time something that, like this massive had blown up to where I was. And, and like, I, I go back to today, if, and I think the that lads are making a, a fair point. Laszlo, Laszlo
4: if, makes a great point there in the chat. To be fair, like it, it, <coughs> perspective is is always going to be skewed, but like for, it, it's far white fellas, on a podcast yeah. talking about yeah. it, and, and that like yeah. you do, you, you do need to have that kind of guys looking at about. Sorry, you need sorry,
2: to, v- Vesa Flowers just keeps saying, "Say it, say what." Just yeah. tell us what you want us to say, Vesa Flowers. No, like, no just,
4: he's... Crazy Constantly- Flowers obviously a fucking moron. But listen, you need to look at then. The the problem is, look, he did what he did. And he was done for racism and he was rightfully done. And yeah. I'll, I'll say, boy, he, he did that. I don't think he's a racist. I, I, I think someone who's racist is it's a completely different fucking story. But when you look at who was throwing this shit at him, the English media and there's literally nobody more racist than them they, they, they do it to their own they attack their own national team players look at what look at the fallout of the Euros the penal shootout and and sort of the, the, the guys and the lines the, the headlines they put out you kind of just had to draw a line in the sand with it I think the important thing is is that when you're talking about Suarez and his brilliance that you do acknowledge this because it is a dark spot in his career it, it, it's a it's a a blotch on the page and he was done for it and I think in hindsight we can all put our hands up and say okay. yeah do you know what Liverpool you made an absolute bollocks of that um, and yeah. and we did we yeah, absolutely I don't
2: I don't, you know, I I don't yeah. disagree I think at the I'm
4: time I think to be honest I, I'm not you're gonna get you'll get you get little edge lords in the chat in the comments <laughs> after this to go poke about the racism but I'm gonna ask can we just get off this now because we come on here to talk about how good he was as a footballer. And and, and that, that's the reason why we're here. We're not fucking here with Pitchforks to go on and, and get all political about I just think it's important that we acknowledge it. because You, you have
0: to acknowledge he, it as part he, of the story. You
4: didn't just gloss over it. Yeah. He did what he did. Uh, he wasn't a repeat offender.
2: Not in that way. He wasn't. He that match he yeah. did.
4: <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
2: Um... Look, as a footballer, we've said it loads of times, he he, he just gets better and better during Liverpool, his Liverpool career. But, you know, he has that team wherever he's banned for, whatever amount of games is right? Um, and then you start seeing the stuff. The season where 12-13, he gets a 10-game ban for Buteyan Ivanovich, right? Um, because I, I, when I was saying six, I was thinking, that doesn't feel right. He gets a 10-game ban for point in in April 2020. Oh, sorry, April 2013. Um, he serves five of those at the end of that season. Yeah, li-
4: listen to the conversations we're having. Right? He, yeah. he, it's, like, it's like he was out with an ACL. He gets a 10-game game ban for 10 a ten-game This
2: was his break.
4: No, he this serves, is how he got a break. He said,
2: serves, he serves. No, no, it gets better. He it get, no, it gets he better, gets right? He gets a 10-game ban in April twenty twenty. all right, for biting the Vanevich. He's not spotted at the time. Um, he scores the equaliser um, in a two-all draw with Chelsea, right? Um, he serves five of those games. Now this is this is, this is is Suarez. He gets f- five. He serves five of those games at the back end of that season. Turns around to Liverpool after being banned for the last five games and says, I want to go because you told me I could go if we didn't get the Champions League, right? They say, no, you're not going anywhere. Arsenal throw in the 40 million on one pound. John Henry's like, what the fuck are they smoking, right? Um, he does a big um, write-up in the Guardian, I think it was. Big fucking four-page fucking interview about how he's being exiled at Liverpool. And it's like, what the fuck's going on here, right? Liverpool are saying, we didn't break any promises to you. You're not going anywhere. And most players would go, I'm not fucking playing, right? I'm not playing. Doesn't. Just serves out his five games, comes back, plays 33 league games, scores 21 goals, has about 15 assists, and gets so gets so so close to bringing the title to Liverpool. Like it just shows. I, I think that series of, of thing of um of, of incidents from April 2013 You know, right through to the end of the uh, two thousand fourteen season. When we get on to another incident, I think it, it exactly shows. It exactly shows what but, um claimed the boy out was. Clause.
0: Didn't he claimed he was a boy. Out yeah, no, he, he
2: claimed what he claimed was that Liverpool had promised that he could go for a certain amount of money if Liverpool did not make the Champions yeah. League for the two. So a
4: gentleman's
0: agreement. And
4: um, his, who was his agent? Guardiola's
0: brother. Guardiola's brother, Per Guardiola. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's, the,
2: that's the timeline for that, but it shows the madness of him. Another ban. He wants to get out. He's training on his own and then he just comes back and decides, fuck it, I'll just be the best forward in the world. Keith, it's it's mental.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, it was, and when you think of that season as well, 13-14, he tails off as well at the end of the season. So, he, he misses the first five. He absolutely marmalades the league for the next 20-odd and then probably the last five or six, he's probably just hit the wall at that stage and he was just outrageous and <laughs> You know, the type of goals that he scored. He's not just scored one type of goal. You know, a lot of, a lot of players have a signature goal. Suarez, what's Suarez's signature goal? The 40 yard sort of smack, the outside free of the bill, bend at the free kick. Do you know, like what, what's the, what's the trademark? He doesn't have a trademark because he scores them all. And I think the fact that he came back from the racism incident and the pointing incident and he just, he made the, the, the media, the, the footballers, the footballing world in England, they had, they had to put their hands up to him the next season because he was absolutely out of this world. It was one of the best individual seasons you'll see from a player. Um, and it, it's just the, the Suarez story. You know what I mean? Like he comes back from what he comes back from. As you said, another Boynton incident. This is a second Boynton incident and a racist ban And. It, it's it's water off a duck's back to him. Do you know what I mean? It's water off a duck's back. Phil said a joke and he there. that was his break. Ronaldo used to get sent back to Madeira, didn't he, for a few weeks every winter to recharge the batteries. Suarez would get an eight or a 10-game ban, and that's when he'd recharge himself as well. And, and he just always came back. And between all this as well, you had all these diving accusations, and, and he was a diving bastard as well. And your David Moyes, you was touched on it last week, and I thought his show was great last week when you just went through all these things, but you have David Moyes calling him out and all before the derby, and he's going over. But David Moyes, David Moyes him. calls him out to bigger up to the Everton fans, to be
2: on him, on everything, right? And on Liverpool, he calls it out, sort the, of, the, the officials, right? will be on top of Suarez and not give him a thing during the game. He calls it out so the media will have to run-up to this game two and three days in advance, all about Suarez diving and fair play to the thing. And what does he do? He just scores. Just He doesn't dive, he just fucking scores and runs over and dives in front of him. Not giving a single fuck, Keith.
0: Yeah, no, he was ridiculous. You know, and that season, the 13-14 the season, you know, we spoke about and again, you was touching on it last week, but you said it earlier, you've Suarez, you've storage uh, you've Sterling, you've Coutinho, you've Gerrard, you've got a great team. But you was mentioned it earlier, is it the the West Brom header, it's Ali Sissoko, that's crossing the ball to him. It's Victor <laughs> Moses, it's Martin Skirtle, it's, you know, it It was an absolute who's who is shy beyond that little cluster. And Suarez just tried to put it all on his back and go and look, it didn't work out, it didn't happen for him that year, but Liverpool were always a stepping stone for him and people got the hump over that. But when you look back now and if you knew the, the the thing, it was always only a stepping stone. And people were still burnt after the Torres thing. So he comes in, replaces Torres. And I don't know if people felt that maybe they got attached again. But I think the Suarez one was always different. You could tell if you were honest with yourself. He done everything to
4: get out of Liverpool. From the he end, end of the made day. His milk. he yeah. made his milk in the end. He, he exactly. made it so he made it so couldn't stay. You know, look, like he yeah. bites again at the World Cup. But he
2: torn, but he turns up. He turns up in the five <laughs> games in five games into 13, 14, right? Liverpool have beaten Manchester United, Aston Villa, and Stoke one-nil oh, in each game, right? Yeah, storage storage but, scores, yeah, right? <clears throat> I can't remember who. The four games against. It might be a draw against somebody, but he got. they go to Sunderland it's a
4: draw against Southampton at home,
2: right? But they go to Sunderland, right? And Sunderland is a big stadium, fifty thousand people in the stadium. right? Sunderland are noisy at the time, you know. And he turns up there, and they're all giving him dogs abuse. What's he do? Just scores, right? About fucking five minutes in, just bangs one in. He's setting up goals for storage all over the place, and you're like, what? He does not give a fuck. You know what I mean? And you can actually see the is Sunderland crowd, Norwich. No, so no, bad. no, no. The Norwich one is where he misses a good chance. They all start booing him and cheering at him, yeah. and he just robs the ball off the centre 14 half.
3: Fourteen minutes. Fourteen minutes. They just spent. Norwich had this weird hatred of him, right? It's it's it's, it's bizarre. If you go back and watch, any sorry, games, R. Allison is right really two all the way
4: at Swansea. Was the game? Yeah, yeah. We love. We got beaten at home to Southampton as well. Lovren scored mm-hmm. a corner,
2: but um, he no, we his first game back is definitely Sunday in the way. And yeah, he, just, is, yeah. he just turns up and he's just like, yeah, I'll just score goals and I'll just score goals.
4: The first at Anfield I was there was against Palace and Sturridge scores and Suarez scores. And I just remember them, like 2-0 up, like nothing to play for in the second half. And I remember because I was sitting in the lower main stand at the time. It wasn't all done up, but yeah. I was sitting in the lower main stand at the time, literally down at the front. And the ball goes over the top. And the lineup blows for offside and he's trying to tear his head off. And we're winning the, the game is over. There's about five minutes left. And he's roaring at the lines, man. I'm going, that's fucking nuts. He was just insane. <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's
2: let's talk um let's talk 13 14 because it's one of the best individual seasons I've seen by Liverpool player. Not only goals scored, assists, just the way he plays, Phil it's just a brilliant brilliant season from him it is from the team in fairness, but he just he doesn't quite have the team on his back on his own. I wouldn't go that far because I think storage is, is, is brilliant a, I think Henderson's brilliant that season um Coutinho a has a big role, but Phil it's
3: Storage, just, sterling Suarez that's that the, the three S's, yeah. right but it just they it were, just
2: went fucking mad didn't it
3: but it doesn't start off mad he starts off mad. Right, people forget this. Right, he starts off mad. We're just about in the running for top four coming up to December. This thing explodes after Christmas, and I remember because we were we we started a podcast that year. Um, I remember the Crystal Palace game because uh, I was calling Martin Maldini. Uh, that, that was Martin Kelly at the time. Was, I, I reckon he was going to be as good as, as as Paolo Maldini? That's how that's how highly I rated Martin Kelly. Um, I think his name the Probably did. But I just remember that season and, and thinking to ourselves, if we could get Champions League in the fourth season of the, doing this podcast, it would be amazing. And I remember we, there was question marks of Rodgers. There was question marks of where this thing was going to. You know, was it going to be tippy-tappy football? Was, how was this thing going to pan out? What was it going to look like? Um, but all the while, you had this undercurrent of Suarez doing mad stuff week in, week out week in, week out. And I'll go back to that was the one thing. You're watching these games and you had this these three up front, but led by Suarez. He used to uh, My, my prev- prevailing image of him in my head when he's playing for Liverpool is being out on that left flank. He was the, he was the opposite to, to Salah. He was out on that left flank and he used to just have these dagger cuts in from the left-hand side all the time. And the other two lads would be moving all over the place. That would create space because
0: defenders couldn't, couldn't just
2: doesn't really come into it until... Staring as a year. stinker
0: yeah. that Christmas and he's nearly. Yeah, he's a awesome stinker away a hole, hole, and like, hole, like loads and of fans don't want to play
2: with Liverpool. And then it just sucks. But that's saying. It's the Arsenal 5 Christmas. 1. That's where the yeah. fucking really just
3: goes mental. It just goes off. But that, that first that half. No, but that first half of the season is all about him just building up this head of steam. And as you said, he's carrying the team in terms of what was there. And was was Sahin that season or was he the previous season? Because I'm no, trying to think, is, those it was is, the, it is, yeah. it's the season four. yeah so we we have because we've done some mad transfers and the squad. It was Aspas or... and was
0: Aspas and Luis yeah. Alberto that you know, yeah. They were Yeah, they were,
3: Aspas yeah. was brought in to cover the period, essentially to cover the period that 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 Suarez had been banned for at the start yeah. of the season. And the only goal he scores
2: for Liverpool isn't on TV. It's against Oldham in the couple
3: Yeah, yeah, I mm. saw that. Guy. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Torres, Arsenal were top before coming to Anfield. Beware. um we do be. We do beat Spurs. We bash Spurs at White Hart Lane, and Suarez is captain that day actually, because Jared's not out And Gerrard's in the studio that day, saying, "I'll be doing well to get back into this bleeding team." But it's definitely for me, it's the Arsenal one where they just come out and blitz Arsenal. You don't, he doesn't score Suarez that day, but wow. he's just fucking wow, everywhere. Well, he nearly does. He
3: nearly does. He nearly scores the best goal of all time. But it's 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 as you said. What was your trademark? Every time you think of it, you're always thinking of that because it's so mad. It's just. Ping, it's,
2: it's like we're winning, and I think it's four 0 I think it's about four 0 at the time. And score, it's, scare, it's, a corner. That it's a corner, right? It's a corner. And a Suarez, ride, Suarez just decides on this corner, I'm just going to wander out here, like literally 10 yards outside the box for this corner. And I think I presume it's Gerard takes and just spots him and pings this thing at him. And he just hammers it, and it's so fast, it's so hard. That you don't actually realise what's happening until Colo Torres put an out op- ball wide for an open in front of an open <laughs> goal. <laughs> it's that pure of a strike. It was absolutely unbelievable. And I he was an absolute joy to watch. Like we've seen Torres, we've seen you know, we've seen um, we've seen loads of players have brilliant individual seasons and Salah up there as well. F- Salah does forty four in his fourth season, you know what I mean, in all comps. But that that Suarez one is just it was just magic because the team we had, you were kind of going. Could he actually do this? And Shawnee, week on week, he was doing mad stuff. Like it was just we got we got away to Cardiff, right? and he, we win about- six three, and he's he's bundling fellas out of the way in the last minute and sitting the keeper on his ass. Like he just yeah, yeah I remember. That, mad yeah. every week it was. It was mental every week.
4: Hat tricks after hat trick. You were saying Salah does forty four in a season there, but like Salah, Salah was. <laughs> Salah is missionary six compared to Suarez. <laughs> Suarez is have you swinging yeah. out of the ceiling and leather straps, madness, yeah. fucking absolute mad 100%. stuff every week. The man got that. Phil, the one Phil talks about there, like it. it's probably a lesser known one, but against Cardiff, he just cuts inside and it looks like he's about two weeks and he just passed the ball into the corner. The free kick against Everton, where he kind of. Shaw changes Tim Howard and, and goes around the wall, then does a mad fucking celebration. He's just losing his head. Do
2: you remember the one in the derby where we um, were 3-0 up? Um, and he's chasing him. the
4: ball like a dog.
2: And then he chased this yeah. one and Elka gives it to him. And he doesn't look like he's moving very fast, but Elka can't yeah. get anywhere near him. And then he just bumps one across the goal past Howard for 4-0. And yeah. he's just lying in front of the cop on his own. And the rest of the players beat. are the other half
4: way to United he scars and slides on that scared his legs and is basically sticking his fingers up at the United <laughs> fans. Yeah. It's after yeah. Yeah. everything that's gone on, like yeah. you know, like he was And just, when
3: he gets back against, against like, every he won't shake his hand. And even
4: even it, then they had to dive
3: different. they had to dive in him. Do you remember they had to dive in him to get it to, to tell him to, to calm down and and, and, yeah. and oh they were because they were terrified that he was going to get another ban and and that was all over the news the next day. Look at this thing he needs to be banned from English football for life. He just doesn't care. It's like this is Everything was, it was a revenge mission. 13, 14 for me in my head. He was so good that season because it was a pure, pure revenge mission for, for everything that had happened in English football. And I think, look, we, he had obviously been given the head, right? Get us back into the Champions League, get us to where it is and we'll give you a transfer right now. And no, he probably doesn't get it because we get back in the Champions League. But it, it literally feels like when you go back and look at the goals, it feels like a revenge mission. He plays with so much anger that season. It's like he's taken out every piece of anger and, and every time those fans got on his back, he got more and more angry and more and more angry. But can I just point out one thing that that always happens, right? And it's still, it's one of the bizarrest, it's one of the bizarrest things to the whole Suarez story at Liverpool is for some reason he always struggled against James Collins. And I don't know what the reason yeah. for that was, right? <laughs> yeah. I, to this yeah, day,
2: that's a great show.
3: Yeah. I could never had, figure out. it out. It's just yeah. what, had, what James had James Collins, Collins got.
2: Yeah. 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 James Collins was like being put across as like Franco Brazy. Like it was fucking mad. <laughs> it was mad. Like and yeah. and yeah, there is there is players that sometimes just but you see, James Collins is not a silky defender. You know, I I think when you start hitting her off James Collins's, you know, shins, shins and like He's going, around. Oh, this is my sort of game. You know, the sort of way where <laughs> is if he was trying to be a bit more silky, James Collins would be going, What the fuck is going on? But was was
0: doing that
4: mango off West Brom, Alton, awesome, was it? He literally Jonas made, him look, like, uh, he he made
2: nuts, him look like he made him look like an extra hour Lord of the <laughs> He nuts <laughs> him, but look at the end I want we go through as many of the great goals and um, because there's been so many, we try list them for everyone at the end for a little bit of thing. But before we finish up, um, last thing. Keith, he leaves he leaves Liverpool, right? He bites yeah. Keely and Liverpool get seventy odd million, right? And he knows he's going and he gets out, right? And he goes to Barcelona, but you have to hand it to him, Keith, because he goes to Bar and without getting into specifics, he get, he goes to Barcelona. He has whatever amount of seasons at Barcelona, five, I think, at Barcelona, right? Six. Um he goes to Atleti, he wins he wins a title there. He's gone back to national League, zone. but but yeah. yeah, he wins a title on his own for Atletico, really. But but Keith, you have to, you know what, You, as much as you didn't want him to leave Liverpool, you you felt like it was a gift Liverpool were given to the rest of the world to go, listen, you need to appreciate this fella. Because I don't think he gets, I don't think he gets the actually worldwide acclaim that he should have got for his Liverpool days. Until he actually turns up a Barcelona and starts, just he just brings the madness to Messi and Neymar and everything, and he's nutmegging David Luiz for fun and bending stuff in the top corner against PSG it was absolutely unbelievable. But he's just you have to hand it to him. He just he just went from strength to strength, didn't he?
0: I he blew up when he left Liverpool, and. You know, maybe the Atletico thing, he, he did carry them, and maybe he loved teams that were built on sand, being the the, the focal point of carrying them, because he does it with Atleti. But he goes to Barcelona, and Sean, you might have touched on this earlier, or Phil, or, so, or maybe it was before the show. He's their second or third all-time top goalscorer. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's only there for five years. I think he's their second the,
2: ever highest
0: yeah, goalscorer. Yeah, and... You know, this This is ridiculous. What this fella goes and does there, he gets, I think, 59 goals in one of the seasons the year after he win the treble. He's winning the Pichichi. He's winning the golden boot in Europe. Like, And this is in the messi ronaldo era, and he's going in there and he's breaking that up. He's gone in and he was so creative. It wasn't just that he was getting on the end of things. He doesn't get the credit for his creativity. The fella had... Everything about him. He goes to Barcelona, and I think at the time wasn't there some sort of a clause or something that he wouldn't buy people and he'd behave. I think Barca were insistent on him sort of publicly saying he'd be behaving himself <laughs> because it was all. I won't be chewing on anybody again, on the pitch. Yeah. Like what a fucking clause. Yeah, but that was his, that was his destination. He wanted to get to Barcelona, and he got to Barcelona, and. He just went, and you saw at Barcelona because at Liverpool it was tainted from the day one. It was tainted because he was serving a ban, and he ended up bookending it with another biting incident and in a ban. Liver is his Liverpool period is yeah. You can say it's 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 a black mark on his career in the sense that a lot of the showy happens around then. After that, he's just Michael football,
2: says. Michael Murphy says how he never won a Ballon d'Or was criminal.
3: I'll tell you why he never won a Ballon d'Or because of the incidents we've talked about. As much as, as much as you Correct. boil it down, right? Mm-hmm. That was the, the, the sole reason why he never wins one is because no matter what, the two players he was up against through that whole period are Messi and Ronaldo and none of them ever have those, it, those parts on, on their character. And like, I as much as we've talked ball. about him, He's, he's playing at a time when those two lads are at their peak as well and this is no, this is no, no um, denigration on, on Suarez's ability because he was up there with them and, and particularly at Barcelona he was matching Messi all the way in terms of what it was but he was up but, against the
2: two darlings of world football in fairness
3: and not just two darlings two two arguably the two greatest individual players of all time he could put them up as I said I'd, I'd put Diego up there as well But and my favourite player of all time and I believe is the greatest player of all time is Ronaldinho because of the same effusiveness that he has for the game as, as Suarez has but I can see why he doesn't win the Ballon d'Or because look what he's up against and look at what they do all the seasons that he's playing. One of them is winning the Champions League in a league nearly every single year that they're they're playing.
2: Yeah, I know, but I think that the season where he he outscores both of them, I think there could be an argument, but you're probably right. Mm. His his, his track record probably was held against him. It's a bit like when defenders never win it, really, because, you know... um,
0: It's a hard... hard, It was an impossible duopoly to break and it's only i think Eight, when yeah. modric wins it isn't it in 18 modric wins it because croatia get to the world cup final and i think real that in champions leagues and i think he puts in a case for that other than that it was it was the two of them boys going for it. and and he, he was just i think you can tell a player and we said this earlier you can judge a player by how his peers You know, that play with him, think of him. And forget about, like, look at Steven Gerrard, what Steven Gerrard says about him. Absolutely loves him, adores him. Look at Lionel Messi. They still holiday together. Do you know what I mean? Like, their families are holidaying every summer. Messi, Fabregas, Luis Suarez. Do you know what I mean? Their families are still together. And I think he's a player that that just has, he's, he's the epitome of the red mist. Do you know what I mean? Like he was the epitome mm-hmm. of Red Mist and he learned to control it the older he got. But you look, he's in Nacional now. He scored an absolute belter in the, the Classic against Penarol there a couple of weeks ago. Left foot about 30 yards out over the keeper. He's right footed. Do you know what I mean? This fella could do everything. And and I, I said at the start of the show, I was saying now, I think he's one of the greatest forward players that's ever played the game and i think he is criminally underrated for his football ability i think he's possibly the best center forward of the last 20 years but uh, that's all subjective you know What other people will, will have their own opinions but to me he stands he's up. the best them. it's all
4: annoying he's the best well, yeah. mc asked
0: the question yeah.
2: um, question for the lads who would who would you put higher in terms of players or knowing
4: we won't get silly uh, now our, yeah. our Did
2: we do yeah, a R- show R- about R- before? We've done we? a, we've done a show on Ronaldo, yeah. If you go back
4: R yeah. is an alien, but that and, yeah. and the highest compliment I could play Suarez is that look, like, look at the look at between R9 and, and up until now the, the wonderful number of nines that have been around and for me just like
2: Ronaldo, Ronaldo Brazilian Ronaldo, whatever the fuck, real Ronaldo, whatever you want to call him. Um it's he's phenomenal just out of his world phenomenal Um, but Suarez I agree with Keith I think he's he's up there um, as one of the best
3: for me Suarez is the best centre forward in the last 20 years because neither Ronaldo or Messi are, are classic centre forwards. Yeah. So Ronaldo finishes up playing centre forward, but as a fellow who starts as a centre forward and primarily plays as a centre forward, there's the there's that learning bit at Ajax where he played him as a right forward. But once Martin Yall comes in, he's playing in the two. When he comes to Liverpool, he's playing as the two with Andy Carroll. When he's playing in um, Rodgers' system, although he drifts wide himself, he's the central point of that that that, that piece. Stories wanted to play out. And what? You, and it.
2: someone says it there as well. Sorry, and I'll get it up because I want to give them credit because. It was a good thing. Uh, Naeem Yassin says, initially when he arrived at party, he played right wing. Um, Messi up top and Neymar on the left. However, when Luis Enrique switched Messi and Suarez's position, everything clicked. Mm-hmm. So it, it, they did. They turned and went, listen, Messi, you're going to have to go out and play right hand side. This fella needs to go up front. And it just went bananas. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, before I, I, we That's fin- where he
3: is for me. Oh yeah, Sorry, no, that's where it's from. Because I think it's you, hard you, you could argue Lewandowski and Benzema. You can have that argument in terms of where Lewandowski. Lewandowski's, boys Lewandowski's
2: lived in the in the Bundesliga, dominating it for for many years. You know, I think if Lewandowski had a went or he does the Dortmund stuff, but they're the second best team in Germany. But I think if Lewandowski had a went off and played in England, or you know went to an Atletico in Spain and done it, you'd, I'm not. I'm not. Begrudging him anything he's done, he's a brilliant, brilliant goal scorer. But I think if you look at where Suarez has been, you know, um, I actually Liverpool weren't great when he when he arrives there, he goes to Barca, okay, but he's done it in different leagues and he's done it like Not so consistently, and, just have, and that's game, why
3: but that's why I think Ronaldo in terms of what he's done as a body of work and doing it across multiple leagues with different teams is really impressive because he's not at a club that the whole system is built around and Suarez hasn't had a club built around him. He's gone to clubs and made clubs play to his strengths and that's probably the best thing and the best compliment he can play the level of talent and skill that that guy has.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I think he's, I think he's unbelievable. Um, but best goals... Before we finish, if anyone in, in the chat wants to throw a few in that the lads don't mention, um, throw them in. But best goals, you can take turns wherever you want. I still think it's the one against Norwich where he, the toward one against Norwich where he flicks over Leroy Fair. And as he's falling backwards, he hits a half volley. That's just, <laughs> ah, the fire's I fucking
3: him. Him, I, him. I think it's a great goal, but like his, his half volley from inside just inside the left-hand side of the halfway line, and that match is outrageous on the outside of the uh, right peg, with power into the side netting. Right, so you've got you've got your lovely touches over the top of his head. Well, he hits that on a half volley. Well, is this it's, the one he, he hits and it goes miles in the air and comes down? It goes into the right-hand side of the net. So yeah. th- there's the one in Norwich at Norwich's ground where he basically <coughs> rolls in and he hits it like Beckham does just Chips over the, the halfway yeah. line, right? The one I talking about was the one before the Leroy Fair, goal in the, fair go- goal in the same game where he's out on the other side of the pitch, the, f- the left-hand side, the ball yeah. goes up, and he's he's in midair. He hits it with such power and anger. He's in midair as he hits it, and it goes across the pitch and across um, Brian Gunn into the into the Brian into Gunn. The goal. Yeah, <laughs> whatever his name is. Your man who's always in goal when, when Suarez John was playing William. against him. John Ruddy, yeah. There you go, say fellas. Um, like John Ruddy. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean
2: I get on the side.
0: Yeah. Him and the man. Oh,
3: uh, but and then there's the, the one that was mentioned that is the one that was disallowed. Do you remember his free kick against Newcastle? It was an outrageous bend from out on the on the boy line. He took it too quickly for the referees like and he called it straight into the top corner. I either my head is blown. I've, I've got so many goals in my head that he scored that are just ah oh, it's just and for Liverpool and even well, well,
2: for have another, another little think because um, MC says that header against uh, from 20 yards out against West Brom the one against Newcastle I don't care nothing else matters he says where he takes on the chest and um, on his shoulder more or less goes past Tim Cruel I think Shawnee, what have you got for us what, what's your favourites
4: um, my personal favourite isn't even the Liverpool goal yeah. it's a it's a goal against PSG MSG. in the quarter MSG. finals MSG. of the Champions League And like he never looked the quickest, did he? Suarez, like he never looked the quickest. No, he he just always looked. But there's the ball breaks in the middle of the park, and David Luiz steps up to snap him in half, and he just (laughs) nips it through his legs, and he's he's burning down on the goal, right. He's bearing down. He could. Leave. He's gone one on one with the keeper, right? And he gets to the edge of the box, and nine. I'd say ninety nine strikers out of a hundred just roll it into the bottom corner but he wraps it in the top <laughs> he
2: corner. He gets it like a free kick, doesn't he? For <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. no reason. He yeah, for no reason, he's, he's, he's pretending like there's a wall there and everything. And he's just decided, I have to bend this over this wall. And look, he takes the fucking stanchion out.
4: <laughs> he just wraps it in the top corner. And if you actually watch the goal, like, you can see Messi looking around going, what did he do that for? <laughs> like, he wanted the whistle <laughs> yeah, blow. Because it's not it was like, do you ever get when a player goes clean to when he's offside and he's like, fuck, I'm just going to whack yeah. this. He just bends it and he puts it in the stanchion. And I think he actually gets a hat trick in that game. But there's so many there's another one he gets for Barca where he's running away from goal and the ball's bouncing. And he back heels it. Yeah. into the top corner. He backheels it into the top corner. Like he just that one where he looks he just set the ball up all the time and just passed it into the corner. He done that so much. He does. Um, he, he actually
2: scores one against Norwich that's not talked about enough, right? Because he scored loads against
4: Norwich. Uh, but, but he just—that's well, the one where him,
2: and he just. He no, just, no, uh, no! Not that one where he robs the defender. There's another one against Norwich. It's at the other end of the ground, and he's putting down the inside right channel, and he's just—he lets the ball come up. He lets the ball catch up with him, and he hits this fucking thing like a cruel missile, and it doesn't go. An inch off the ground, it just fucking smashes across goal into the far corner, and you're like my jays. And when they show from you know the, behind the goal, you know on loymer, he just absolutely wellies it in. Like it's it, Have a look at it. If you just type in Suarez against Norwich, you'll see it. But it's literally one where he's putting the right hand channel, and he just hits this thing bang, and it's just it's actually frightening how hard he hits it and how how like um how. It's just right in the corner. You go back and watch it. It's unbelievable. The one away at Spurs where he chips Larice. Um the ball gets played to him by um that fellow he mentioned earlier. What's his name? Who signed with he's at Lazio now, where he was at Lazio. What's his hey, name? Lloris, Lloris. 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 Yeah, he puts him through and he just runs onto it and on the half all he just bummed on over Lloris. and he's ma he's captain and he runs over the Liverpool fans pissing right now. Sports fans don't know what's going on. That was um that was brilliant as well. There's just so many of them. It's
4: forced away goal is one we haven't thought. Remember the black and yellow Liverpool jersey against Sunderland. He's, oh, he's on the, on the end boy line. line. Yeah, he's on the yeah, and he just, he just runs. He just yeah, and he just plays it. He just. Oh. And he's literally on the boy line. Like it, it, me favorite Liverpool. Though. That was one when you went for fuck's sake.
3: It was that a blaster past Mignolet as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It goes and in fairness, yeah, it's right. It he he put he doesn't put Alan it in Mignolet's hand or head. He puts it right in the gap where it's like <laughs> it just it's past Mignolet before he even sees it.
0: Keith, any any few favourites? They're all being mentioned there. You know the the Barcelona one as well against PSG will be mine, and the Newcastle one where the loses Enrique pops it over the top and he oh, Jose Enrique. Sorry, pops it over and he just takes it down in midair and goes around it's outrageous array of skills but the thing about Suarez it's the ones he didn't score it's the the volley against Arsenal that hits the post it's the, the hat-trick that do out Scores against Man Man United that he owes to Luis Suarez on all of them. He's just an absolutely outrageous, outrageously talented footballer. But uh, my favourite goal of his is the Barcelona one against PSG. But for Liverpool, it's the Newcastle one. He scored so many belters, he hit the ball so clean and he he whacked the ball with not much back lift and he just drilled it like a bleeding missile. But the the Newcastle one, the technique of that over the shoulder, just take it down, not break, destroy it around the keeper, roll it in. That was the that was the one that that probably stands out for me for his he's, Liverpool career. He, he scores one against Spurs. The one in against 14, 14. in
4: the Carabao was brilliant as well.
0: Yeah, that
2: was great. But the one against Spores, right? Um, Tim Sherwood <laughs> is the manager, right? <laughs> the header, right. The
3: header. I think I think <laughs>
2: Tim I think Tim Sherwood is the manager of Spurs. I don't know how he's ended up there, but he has right. And Spores are like one 0 down. An early on goal, I think, um, was it Kubal or something was your man's name at the fucking play the centre half of them. But anyway, Spurs are 1 0 down. Uh, Tim Sherwood sitting up in the main stand at Anfield watching this because that's the sort of fella Tim Sherwood is. And they have to bring on a defender, I think. Might be Dawson they have to bring on, and literally Dawson's first touch right—it's to not hit a pass probably, and it just drops as Suarez's feet about forty yards goal, and Suarez just shows no mercy to him, just plows past him, runs right through, and then just hits this horrible scuttery one across the keeper <laughs> in the far corner, and just runs off with his hand in the air. You can see Dawson in the background going, this is a load of me bollocks. <laughs> like, like only foot only on the pitch one bad touch, and this fella's at the absolutely crucify me I love stuff like that you know where he's just ruthless um, yeah but I, I, you could probably go on all night but um, somebody says my, that, that Norwich one was one, a it wasn't he absolutely hammered it Eunice Cabal yeah says Manus. yeah that's what I was thinking of
3: one of my favourites doesn't have any grace at all I think it's Chesterfield in the FA Cup oh, or the where Canada he Cup. it <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it's but that to me is Suarez because yeah. we talked about at the very start about his ability to just um, control the ball with chins and everything he'd get his hands on and he basically just ran he just ran rolled himself through a load of lands ball bouncing everywhere used his hand hits the goalkeeper hits him hits the defender hits him again and at some stage he just ends up standing behind the goalkeeper with an empty net and he's just kicking <laughs> it, and, <he's> just <laughs>
2: kicking it. <Yeah. laughs> and then everyone's going handball and he's going yay goal <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he
0: kissed the, he kissed yeah, yeah and he does, does it all, he he does all an uproar yeah.
2: about it look yeah. he's, a, he's saying he handled it he's kissing the hand before. yeah <laughs> that's, that's right because so he he always kissed uh, one yeah, of his fingers and his, on his wrist name or something, yeah it? and he always done that every goal he scored and when he done that that day Macclesfield or something whoever it was against Mansfield, Mansfield, was Mansfield something like that and he does that and everyone the next day has gone, look he's actually he's actually throwing it in our face here that yeah. he's fucking cheating because he's kissing the hand that yeah. he touched that no, they had the Bishop man. of
0: Mansfield and all on the telly <laughs> giving <out about> <laughs> the Bishop <laughs> the of Mansfield
2: um, but um, it was it was just uh, listen we could go on only. there was so many fucking good goals there were so many good moments and there was a few there was one moment in particular where he didn't cover himself in glory at all with Patrice ever there was he was eating trying to eat people which was absolutely mental um, but overall Luis Suarez like you wouldn't like people are saying now he's out of contract. would you take him in January for six months and
3: yes. you know, I, would.
2: <laughs> or, I would as well just for the fucking crack just to see yeah. what happened I tell you what he's not done
4: yet because like he's it's, not it's not completely out of realm it's not completely out of realm of possibility that he does something absolutely bonkers at this World Cup
2: yeah, yeah. I know he's, he's well <laughs> able like he's, 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 he's naturally fit he's you know he's he's an absolute machine when it comes to because he didn't get injured an awful lot and even when he was injured he, he tried play you know so um but look it's been an absolute pleasure to talk hundred and
3: ninety eight goals think. for Barcelona right yeah. eighty two for us in one hundred and twenty three games and he scored forty eight in forty nine games for Ajax like yeah. the fella is a machine he's seventy when goals you say, in one
2: hundred and odd games for Uruguay. Uruguay.
3: Yeah. So if you say it, like a fella who's still scoring goals and still capable of scoring goals, if you had him to come off the bench and play in some of the League Cup games or the FA Cup games with the passion and everything he brings and the absolute store that would cause in the English media will, be, uh, will oh, sorry, bring me back Rock to watching football R- again.
2: But do you remember the one, I don't know what band it was after because there's been a few, <laughs> but do you remember where <laughs> he goes? <laughs> I think it's away at Chelsea where he gets an equaliser. Yeah. At Stamford Bridge and, he and he's yeah, camera. and he's running up to the camera and the fans and he's going berserk and all his teammates are nearly afraid to celebrate with him because I think he's being yeah. he's under investigation <laughs> and he doesn't Not give a best, fuck. He's yeah. in front of the he's in front of the away <laughs> and Stanford Bridge absolutely going rasher and everyone, all the other players are running back going oh come on Lewis will you like, do, you know what I mean not, <laughs> it's not the best at the minute he's, he's like no me, I'm not scoring right we keep the head down
4: We let just get on and he's like yeah, no yeah. I'm not, not scoring a goal he's a roaring in the camera like Maradona at the Cup.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right look, just before just before Maradona gets kicked out of the Cup for taking <laughs> drugs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if
4: everyone wanted to have parallels the, com- the comparisons were made
2: yeah, All right, He's uh, just, part, just, just insane stuff. Um, but look, it's been nearly an hour and a half. It's been absolutely brilliant talking about Lewis Suarez. And it's good that we get a chance to do this. When Liverpool aren't playing, we, we try to do this stuff. and It's a bit of crap. This um, could
4: literally be a trilogy. This could be a yeah. trilogy.
2: <laughs> it could be. It I'm could not be. Even you. Um, but look, that has been the man on football show with the L C day trippers tonight. Thanks to Phil, Siany, Heat, um, nothing on tomorrow. I think Kev is bringing us a show on Friday night, despite there being no Premier League football. He's gonna, I think, he's gonna look at the successes and the non successes of the league so far, even though it's in its infancy. But he wants to have a look at players that have performed and not performed. But Bobby's wish to walk, um, most importantly is 8,300 euro from its target. Now, um, fair play. I remember last week saying this was a 17,000 away, and it just seems yeah. to keep going yep. and going and going. So, listen. Uh, as as the lads say the fivers and the tenors being put in is what adds up really really quickly the link is in the description um if you want to donate please do so if you can if you can't take the link and send it to your family your friends your colleagues whoever because one of them might donate and send it on and then another person might donate and we get to that 000, or bobby will um a s a p shiny anything else before we go no, no
4: I'll, go, uh, really I'll go,
1: good.
2: I'm stuff. gonna go and watch that fucking. I'm I'm going to watch the last episode of Bear Call Saul. Um, Keith.
0: Now, can I just say the picture of Louis Suarez there in his Ajax gear? He looks suspiciously like Alan Lawson in it. So, if anyone knows Alan, <laughs> he's got that uh, Louis Suarez <laughs> vibe going on.
2: Um, let me see. Phil, anything else before we go?
3: Can we do this for Ronaldinho? I get really excited if we can do this. Did for we
0: Ronaldinho.
2: not do Ronaldinho? Did we not? Oh, he wasn't on it. Yeah, I we can do honest. Ronaldinho. We, we
0: might
3: yeah. not have done. I don't think like we done it.
2: We can do Ronaldinho.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, that's that's got me really excited. But
3: but I will say, that just to finish out on Lewis Suarez, it's been for me. He made that whole period tolerable. And that that period being the, the post hodgson up to. Getting our mojo back in 13-14 because it was such a barren spell from the 8 O9 season to, to to his arrival was just horrific. So, and I always have time for that and, and all the stuff, all the bad stuff that that came along. Like now you look back at it and it's like it's the story, isn't it? Like you, every other story is just, is just a player who was here. This is the, this is has a story and it's it's, it's a movie. Some of the events is going to write the movie of this, and it's like it's going to be interspersed with everything that's going on. But it's just it's. Yeah. If he
2: wins the World Cup, they'll do a movie on him. No deal. Right, let's get out of here. It's gone past half eleven. Um, bedtime for a lot of people. That has been it. Talk to you in a bit over now. Sports social podcast network.